Hey guys, I'm Josh. Welcome to another episode of Liverpool Perspective. It is episode 10, and it's been a mixed week, I guess. We won one game, we lost one game, and to discuss that, and we have Dylan. Hello, guys. And this week we're playing, we're playing Everton for the Merseyside Derby on Saturday, which is tomorrow, 12.30, kickoff time. And to, and to preview that, we have um, Obi as well. Hello, nice, uh, nice to be here. Up to toffees. So <laughs> let's get right into this then. So, as I mentioned earlier, we had a mixed week. I mean, Dylan, what, what have you made of our weeks? Our week. Um. Well, I think we already conceded the title. So since we already conceded the title, this week wasn't as bad as I uh, expected to be. This our win over Leipzig was very convincing. But Leicester was just very, very sad. But the thing is, we conceded the title. So it doesn't yeah. hurt as much. Obi, what have you made of Everton this week? Because you guys lost two games in a row after that 5-4 win. Yeah. Um, I think this week Everton really displayed how Everton they are. We go, we, we, we play a home game against Spurs. Great team, honestly. This was a team like Spurs actually came out to play in this game. They scored four goals. We scored five. Incredible game. Probably top three games that I've ever watched in my life. Live. And then we go to Fulham and we're absolute shit. Absolute shit. We don't come to play at all. It looks like we're winded from the Spurs game, which kind of makes sense. We played 120 minutes. But still, like, if I was talking to Josh about this, uh, pre-podcast if we are a team that has any um ambition for european football next season or the seasons after that we can't come into games three days later and look like that that was terrible um and credit to fulham they played well too um and then city there's not even much to talk about there we played pretty well, honestly, but City's just City. They're running away with the title. I think yeah, it's basically yeah, at this point. on for a, a bit, right? I was I was watching that game ahead of the Champions League games because, I, I don't know, the Champions yeah. games didn't really interest me that much. Porto mm-hmm. versus Juve and um, Sevilla versus Dortmund, they didn't really catch my eye. It was kind of this game. Especially the Sevilla-Dortmund game, though, was it was a pretty good one. I watched yeah, the highlights. I, Everton were holding on. Everton were holding on, I guess, but mm-hmm. it, it it seemed like it was just a matter of time of when City will get their goals that they need. Of course, yeah. It was not. It, it was a solid performance, but I don't know. It just pick, Pickford isn't goal. His small hands and it just. Honestly, me personally, I didn't think Pickford did anything wrong. I don't think we played. I don't think there's honestly. I don't know if this like if this is pessimistic. I don't think there's anything that we could have done oh, differently to win that game. The only way that, that we win that game or get a result is if City doesn't show up. City yeah. showed up. If she, if City shows up, they win, in my opinion, at least in the form that they're in right now. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's a good preview for how Everton are doing, Everton are doing ahead of our game against them. Yeah. So let's get into um, our, our games. Um, I mean, uh, the first game, three, Leicester 3, Liverpool 1, uh, 7.30 kickoff on last Saturday. Uh, I'm I'm just very happy I didn't wake up 
for that game at 7.30, I recorded it, and I and I watched it at like 10.30 when I woke up. So I wasn't as angry. But I expect, I think we we all expected in this podcast um, that, um, like, I, it was me, D- Dylan, and Chihang who was here. Uh, the Spurs fan who called um, Everton a mid-table team, I guess he was proven right, Obi. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Right but, now, we're still ahead of Spurs. I just want to. That's put true. That that's 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 true. And we'll we'll talk about Spurs a little later. Yeah, because there's a bit to talk about as well. But so getting back into this game, I mean, so it was ten thirty. I don't know. I I expect we all predicted two one Leicester. So I was like, I, I was like, I didn't expect much going into this game. But seriously, I even with all the stuff I didn't I. I ha- all the low expectations I had that this game made me made me st- still made me really angry and still mm-hmm. like the way we lost this game was just absolutely ridiculous. And Dylan, what did you make of the game? Um, I think we all predicted losses, so it wasn't as like shocking this time around. But um, after Salah scored in the sixty seventh, um, I thought maybe actually. We were supposed we were gonna win this game. Like we were the better team. Uh, yeah, for the way we se- lost. We were the better team for seventy eight minutes. It was the way we lost the game. That yeah, was, that was brutal. I guess because we this was a game that we should have. If won. it was like one one at the half, and then Leicester scored a second one in the second half, that would have been like more easy to swallow down. Yeah, but because that we was one nil, yeah, and then we just kind of what I was trying to say with that. Um, mm-hmm whole spiel that I couldn't get my words out there, but that's it was just difficult to swallow. I had low expectations heading into this game, but the way we lost it was it was just two it was just two stupid mistakes. Like it was just individual uh, collapse, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah it was definitely collapse. Yeah, Obi, what were you? Yeah, um, just to throw in a few points here. I was doing so, you know, usually I don't watch Liverpool highlights, obviously, but, you know, I was researching for this podcast. I just watched um, the highlights for this Leicester game. And I agree with what Dylan said. Liverpool were by far the better team. And, you know, this is really hard for me to say. By far the better team for 78 minutes. And then after that, um, wasn't the first goal? It was the the, the, – Right outside of the box, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think personally. I don't think it was a pen. It was outside. Um, yeah. But yeah. After that first goal, that's kind of it. Just kind of crumbled, and it's not like there wasn't any like obvious error there. But it's just like the mentality of the team. I think it's just like if this game had been played like in November when Liverpool were at their best, they wouldn't have lost this game at all. They wouldn't. Allison would have made that mistake. They would have been fine. They probably would have gone on to win. But I think just because of previous mentality, they just don't have the confidence to carry out, so they crumbled. Yeah, and and with that point, I definitely I definitely agree with with what you, your analysis in this game because the first 70, 78 minutes was just complete dominance from us. Vardy had a few chances here and there, and yeah. but overall, it was a very it was a very good performance, I thought, from us, mm-hmm. and we we were we were relatively strong defensively. We had this time we had uh, Henderson and um, Kabak Kabak playing center back. Kabak made his debut. I thought 
Kabak did relatively decently in the first mm-hmm. oh in the opening 45 minutes he won 100 of his aerial duels and he was winning stuff and he was winning stuff he was he was not playing bad badly uh and we created oh wait i gotta ask you guys whose fault do you think the that second goal was do you think it was allison or Kabak? i'm saying al i, I think that yeah, was it, it was more allison yeah okay see that's what well, i was thinking but yeah but, because if it was more Kavak's fault, Allison would have had still a chance to save yeah. him more. That yeah. is a good point. Yeah, the but, fact that Allison came out for it, it should be his. You know. Yeah, but but with, with that, I, I thought first seventy-eight minutes we were completely. I mean, first seventy-seven minutes, I guess we were completely completely dominated. We, I did. It wasn't the game that I thought we would lose, and then we just. After that free kick and that offside thing, which I I thought that go- that wasn't even the free kick in my opinion from what I saw, yeah. I didn't think it was even a foul. But I thought he Bar- I think it was Ashley Barnes. I think he fell or Harvey Barnes. I forgot what. Yeah, Harvey Barnes. Harvey Ashley. He plays for Burnley. Mm-hmm. Harvey Bar- Barnes. I think he fell really. He fell too easily. But mm-hmm. it is, that it is what it is there. But the. The Madison goal, the free kick goal, I thought that was a hundred percent offside. I don't know how these VR lines actually work, but mm-hmm. because, like, I don't know because I didn't because they the line was put where Henderson's leg or not Henderson Firmino's leg was not there. So real wait, like, yeah. Gonna... So, like I, I kept looking at the re- and I kept seeing like, like I kept zooming zooming into that offside thing and. I think I forgot his name. It was Apartes. I think his yeah. yeah. How you pronounce his name? I think his, his knee was definitely over. It was definitely ahead of the foot. I thought hmm. it was a tight call, but I think I still think it was an offside, and that that makes me question the point of VR because I remember um, the Van the Van Dyke thing against Everton, right? There was a similar thing where Van Dyke was offside, but the, yeah, they gave Van Dyke offside because of his long sleeves. And I it just the whole VR thing where what's offside and what's not is so inconsistent and it's yeah very objective subjective even though it's supposed to be sub, sub it's supposed to be objective. So. Over the summer, yeah. the Premier League really needs to release like a, a PR video and that just it goes over every single step to the ref decision making while yeah. using exactly. PR. No, I agree. I, I feel agree we should have you. transparency on that as well, yeah. but. But yeah, I, I thought the way we crumbled in this game, we crumbled the same way against Man City mm. last week, and we we can't you can't crumble like that. This like our last year, we we we, we were one one. We would be like, okay, we can still get back, we can still get a goal to win this game in the last minute. But I don't see that Liverpool anymore. I see a team that's yeah. not confident that. Um, that panics once they're once something goes against them, and that's yeah, and that's where that's where the Allison mistake came from, and that's where we, and that's where um, and the the Harvey Barnes goal came from, and in those final twelve minutes, we gave up five shots on goal. That's basically all the shots we conceded in that game, all mm-hmm. in those final twelve minutes. Yeah, do you think that confidence issue? Do you think that maybe? Part of that comes from Klopp conceding the title, you know? Like, that's not something I've ever seen done before by, like, title holders. Even if um, 
it's more of like an assumed thing than they just come out and say it. And I know Klopp has been going through a lot since he lost his, his mother and all of that. But like the fact that he conceded like verbally could have an effect on the players and their confidence levels. Uh, I definitely, I definitely do think that there is maybe a confidence issue with even, I mean, even before when Klopp conceded the, t- the title still stuff, something wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Like it just feel it just felt like after I don't know it just we had we struggle a lot with the uh, smaller teams I guess with all the injuries I think maybe we don't have the same confidence as we did with our defense as before right, some, some of these results went against us and it seems like they just all compound and we and it just makes us not when you don't have such a player like Van Dyke in your team I think it. It's such a, he's such an influential player, and I think it, it does make a difference when you when you don't have him, and mm-hmm. compared to when you do. And obviously, we right now our defense is fifth choice, sixth choice, seventh choice center backs. Okay. So, now, and, and that's like a that's the spine of the team. So when you don't have the spine of the team playing, it's I, and and Henderson is playing in the position he doesn't really play. He doesn't so we'll and Fabinho as well. So we're losing. That spine completely, not uh, the defensive midfielder, the number six, and the two center backs. So we're ba- we're basically missing our spine, mm-hmm. and that, I think that makes a big difference. Whether and, and it it does affect the confidence. And you could say yes, but obviously injuries. You could obviously everyone has injuries in this and that. But I don't think a lot of teams have had injuries in the way that I mean this season in the way that affected their spine, like how our spine is affected. Like I don't see teams with um without their top first four choice their four choice center backs and and no number six. Right now them's playing as a number six. He's like a uh a third choice number six. Maybe you play him for one game as a number six if some, if there's a few injuries. But he's playing in the number six every game. So I think it does affect the performance. Who who's the third choice number six? That's Genie. Right Genie. Yeah. Oh, one album. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, he's Thiago played he's back decent, there. But he's decent, but he's not. He's more of a number eight rather than the number six. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dylan, what do what do you think? With us, with what? I said it last week. When you look at like a club like this, goes for Everton too. When you look at a club like Manchester City, that before this. COVID stuff had all the assets and the funds that they were the only like Manchester City might be the only team in the world that's able to survive a pandemic like this and it's not even like they were prepared to survive this they just had they have the ability they have the money they have the when they one of their players loses they're able to buy another superstar to fill in that hole Liverpool has to even like though they've gotten tremendously bigger in the last few years they're still they don't have that much capital they don't have an owner who will just give them endless money. So they're still going to have to follow back on their academy or make some devious signings or uh, transfers. And obviously it hasn't worked out the way Klopp wanted it to, but you you couldn't have predicted this, that we'd be in a pandemic season and we'd lose our entire back line, basically. Yeah, and and another thing, obviously, with going into expanding on to what I was saying, like the Kabak-Henderson combination is the 16th center back combination we had this season. 
And that is insane. That that is some that is insane. So uh, when you think of like when you think of how like you need when you think of having a mentality of this, you need to have consistency in your team. Like even I think like we people are saying like we can't use injuries and as an excuse and that, but it does affect you can't say it doesn't the thing about Virgil is when you have sixteen Virgil. when you have sixteen center back combinations in all this season and we're not even we're, we're still in February. It's February nineteenth right now, so we still have we still have like a we have three months in, until the season's over. So, and this is just number sixteen. It's soon gonna be. It's probably gonna be number twenty by the end of the season, and even more. I don't, who knows anymore? So, thing about Virgil is that when you put him in center back, he made the other center back that much better. Yeah, mm. yeah that's true as well, and that that's just a big a big loss for us. Eh. I would just say, looking back at all of this, I, I still think we needed uh, maybe to get one or two players, maybe a st- maybe another forward, another center back, that ref- maybe a, a little bit of a refreshing of the team. I've been always, for the last three seasons, from when we won the Champions League to when we won the title, I've always said we need another center back because that uh, right center back has never been a reliable, has been our least reliable position for the last five seasons. Yeah, because I'd of injuries, say. yeah. With injuries or just players. <laughs> like, Ma- uh, Matip gets injured. Milner wasn't consistent that much. Um, yeah. Joe Gomez gets injured. Yeah, he's inconsistent. I definitely, it, definitely, yeah. it definitely, I guess, was coming in, in that point. In, mm-hmm. But when, when Dyke kind of just... Um, Van Dyke being fit, it kind of... Um, Van Dyke could literally play it, both It, it just it, backs. It minimizes the, the damage yeah. in that sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I mean, with the li- I, obviously with the lineup, we we basically predicted the same the same lineup. Milner played instead of Tiago. Tiago missed a few days of training, and then Milner, uh, of course, with our luck, Milner gets injured. And I'm not surprised Milner got injured because obviously we, he's been he's I what's age now like 33 something or something, and he's been playing uh, three like he's been playing, playing a lot of games. Yeah, he's been playing a lot of games, so I'm not surprised. And it just shows that we're even in the midfield where we have a lot of players. You know, it's bad when Milner gets injured. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it so it's not looking good there as well with the injury front. We have another injury player with Milner. Uh, what else? Yeah, and another thing I wanted I wanted to touch upon was was Trent, like with Trent. I thought like t- people are talking about Trent not being good with possession. Like he he lost the ball um forty-five times, which is um thirty-five point two percent of his touches. And okay. people so people saying that he maybe wasn't the best, but he also created two chances in the game. So I mean what what do we think of Trent overall? He also lo- him and Robertson lost the ball the most amount of times this season with Trent had five hundred and twenty-five times lost the ball five hundred and twenty-five times. Rabo lost the ball 516 times, and Bruno lost the ball seven, 471 times. There's actually a common denominator with that. But, I mean, what do you guys make of that? Um, I guess it's like we've gotten so reliant on our um, defender, our wing defenders being able to um, really fuel that attack with the crossing and the through balls. Yeah. But um, now that they've gotten... Um, kind of exposed a bit by offensive space. They're basically offensive defenders. Like they're forward, they're pushing always. But I guess they haven't really 
been they're not a real defender, so I guess now teams are really exposing them for not being real defenders, which is kind of scary because we need them at those positions because they play good at those positions, but they don't truly play those positions. So it kind of, we're putting more offense, but taking away from our defense. And right now, when nothing is clicking on offense, it's not that doesn't help. So now we're just lacking in defense. So it's yeah, like I, I agree with that. I I mean, with this whole trend is not being good with possession. There's times where where he isn't, but that's because he takes a lot of risks. And with that, he created two chances in, in this game, two key passes that led to chance. I like the solid chance in that game. And so I so I do think and and if you notice like the top the top three players who lost the possession the, the most this year are our, are the three main creators in the league. Trent, Robertson, mm-hmm. and Bruno. I mean we don't yeah, we, that's actually we what gave the ball four hundred and seventy one times. We're not gonna say Bruno's a shit player because literally he's creating United he's basically United United right now. Exactly. No, he is terrible. It would be where Everton is right now if it wasn't for Bruno. Yeah. So um, I was gonna say like those like Trent is not really a defender, and as a he's he's one of Liverpool's main creators, right? Um, both of their uh, uh, defensive, uh, both of their fullbacks are right. So yeah. as their main creators, similar to Bruno with United, they are the ones that are given the license to try and pick those passes that other players don't pick. So naturally, they're taking riskier passes. They're going to lose the ball more often. Of course, like Trent has been more inconsistent this season, so that contributes to that. Um, I don't think his numbers, um, in terms of like losing possession, were that high in the past few seasons. But still, like he's still a young player. He's not shit. Absolutely not. Yeah. I don't know what the agenda against Trent is. But he's not shit. He's just taking those chances. Yeah. Um, and like you said, he created those um, that incredible solid goal. I have to say, Firmino's like fucking. Yeah, he was the yeah, he was the one who created the uh, for me the way we didn't actually mention that, but shows how everything went wrong since then. Mm-hmm. Like that pass from Firmino was incredible. And, incredible. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was very upsetting that yeah, um, just the way we lost that pass was very upsetting. Another another thing I wanted to bring to touch upon was, well, actually, since we're talking about Salah, I wanted to. People are saying, including us, to be honest, we were we were saying Salah hasn't been that good this year, but um, the stats indicate otherwise. Salah is the first player to score ten away goals in the Premier League this year, and Salah has now scored seventeen Premier League goals. Which is at least, which is at, at least like four more than the next player. I I forgot who that next player was. Um, I remember when we first started this podcast, we were talking a lot about Salah and how um, we were thinking like the, uh, the transfer rumors around him, or that he wasn't happy at his yeah. position at Liverpool. Um, oh, really? But recently, I feel like Salah has really upped his game, and I was texting you, Josh. I think he's been for as bad as we've been. Salah has been our most consistent player the last month. For sure, yeah. And he has been game in, game out, scoring goals. Yeah. And, yeah, that's I definitely agree with that. And another thing I wanted to touch upon before we go, we could we move on, is um, Thiago. Because Thiago had a heated row with Henderson after he gave up the foul. Like, mm-hmm. Henderson is, like, angry at him. 
I, I don't really blame Tiago with the foul as much. It, it was maybe a bit careless of how a bit careless of how he let the Barnes get through easily. Like he got through like Tiago and Trent really easily. But I thought overall, besides that, there was a poor performance for him. And, and I think maybe it's because he wasn't training for the past few days. Like he he wasn't supposed to start in this game. But he was giving the ball a lot. So I would just say that about Thiago. But yeah, how do you feel about uh, Thiago's overall performance since he's been at Liverpool? I think he's been fine. I, I, I think he, like, there are a lot of games where he played that he was very impressive. He kept control of the game and, like, he mm-hmm. does that very well. I, I think right now it's just a few, maybe he has a few weaknesses with defensively with the press and, like, that type of stuff that he's not used with. But I think that's, I feel like that is completely normal, especially for him. He got a lot of he got injuries, he got COVID, and and it's not easy to adjust to the system we play. And I think we saw Fabinho in a similar position as well. So I can't really criticize too much on um, Thiago yet. I think we have to wait a little bit. Yeah, give him some time. I respect yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, and I there is the and. Uh, I have a few stats before we get out. We move on. Um, Ro- Brendan Rodgers has beat us for the first time since he got sacked from us. Uh, mm-hmm. Knowing how much I like Brendan Rodgers, that kind of gives a little nightmare to me. But uh, Liverpool have lost three matches, three Premier League matches in a row with, for the first time since November 2014, since when Brendan Rodgers was the manager. We lost two. Newcastle, Chelsea, and Crystal Palace. So, Premier League form is not looking very good. They're just like Everton's Premier League form right now. So, but so yeah, yeah. Just I just can't believe how we just fell so dramatically. But yeah, and we kept thinking like there would be an end to this. Every t- time we had this podcast, like, what is this? Uh, yeah, when's it going to end? And then this keeps stop. going. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least it isn't transferring no, over to our other league. To we're literally 15th league. in the form table since our 7-0 win against Crystal Palace. That's enough. Crazy. We scored. Wow. I think we put all our effort into that game. <laughs> <laughs> we put our all. That's true. Uh, see, other fixtures. I think now it's time to talk about the real mid-table team, Tottenham. They lost 3-0 to Manchester City, and they were absolutely destroyed. And the sad part is, is that that's a, that result is a good result for Liverpool. And yeah, frees up space for the top four. It's sad. I don't, usually I don't say Man City winning is a good result. But yeah, Tottenham were kind of point. in the top four race, so it's, like, it's a good result, I guess. And we're not in the title race anymore. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, have you seen – I mean, Gunther was – has been insane this year. What do incredible. you mean? Yeah, this calendar year, he's been incredible. I think since uh, since twenty twenty one began, he scored uh, nine nine goals. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, or if you know the stat. Um, yeah, I don't know the stat. But yeah, he's he's been on fire. Yeah. Um, and I think Man City really needed that goal scoring midfielder since yeah, De Bruyne so hasn't really been contributing uh goal wise. Also he's been injured of course. Um but uh Gundogan has been incredible. Incredible. 
He gave me a lot of fantasy points this week. I was watching um some highlights and some uh actually it was on in the living room this game, so <laughs> I saw a bit. Um and I noticed Manchester City totally had Tottenham's number. They were picking them apart. Yeah, it was what do we have to say about Tottenham though? Uh Marino I'm, angry. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely yeah. is. Definitely. Yeah, and the funny thing is that um in in the preview to this podcast, Chihang actually said that we we could we'll smack City, and that was uh, <laughs> I was he serious? Wrong straight away. What right when he said that? There's no way he was serious. Uh, I don't think he was serious. I he, I think eventually he said that he he was realistic. He, let's be realistic. I think he said I don't know what he even predicted for this game. I think he predicted at one point one one or something. I don't know. He was one one. Oh my god! <laughs> so, oh my god. so yeah. So that didn't go. That didn't go well for him. Let's to put it safely. Yeah. Um. Spurs. Spurs are an interesting case because I think we all remember, or maybe we don't. Back at the beginning of of the of the season, Spurs were kind of title contenders. They've yeah. Kind of like not kind of. They would. Definitely title contenders. I think Spurs at one point had just as much of a shot at the title as we did. Yeah, they were top of the league for like a few games, which is pretty impressive this season. Actually, know? our first uh, podcast ever, we bought Chiang on because it was uh, Liverpool-Tottenham and we were one and two in the table at that point. And that oh, was, yeah. we argued that was the most important game of the season. And now the it season got the total waste. It was. Exactly. <laughs> it was. Yep. Now that would be a six versus tenth game, but and and the funny part was there was a stat heading into it, and they and they were like, uh, usually Mourinho at this point in the season win every time he's top of the table in that point in the season he wins the league. <laughs> nope. I remember. I don't talk about that stat anymore, but I remember it from December. Yeah. So it's kind of funny how all how things turned very quickly, but I think it just shows that Spurs defensively aren't good enough and Mourinho kept, kind of kept the defense relatively good for a while and then it just collapsed. Yeah. Spurs is just uh, they're a two-man team by design. Yeah. If Son does not show up, if Harry Kane does not show up, they have no one to step up to win the game. And yeah. then, again, they're not good enough defensively to play Mourinho ball, so then they can't just park it. If this was like 2005 Chelsea, and then they had Son and Harry Kane, of course they're title contenders. They wouldn't be like in what tenth right now, but they just don't have the defensive structure in order to do that. Like they lasted for like what four months. I'll I'll give Mourinho that, but it was only a matter of time until their defensive frailties were shown. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, yeah, let's move on. Actually, do you think Spurs will be a title? Will be a top four contender with us, or do you think the do you think they won't come back? Um, you know, for Everton's sake, I really hope not. Mm-hmm. Um, for our sake, I hope not too. But yeah, okay. but I really don't know. I mean, there are a lot of teams in there right now. Yeah, it's really crazy. It is I don't crazy. know. I think they will be in it because I think now they'll probably have a few easier, relatively easier fixtures. But that's where they they lose points mm-hmm. as well. It's. I think they'll be focusing on the Europa League a lot more, though. Yeah. Mourinho definitely wants to win a cup. I think he's going to go all out for the League Cup um, against Man City. Yeah. He's 
I mean, he tried with the FA Cup, but, you know, we knocked him out. Yeah, you, um, got, you got the job done. We got the job done. Um, Europa League, definitely, he's going to go hard for that. Because if you remember when he was at um, Man United, um, they did not really get that title success that is typical of a Mourinho's second season. But they did win silverware. They did get the Europa League. Yeah. So that's kind of I like do, a whole I do back I do back Spurs to win the Europa League. I, I really at the start of the season, I think they will win it. Hmm. So yeah. I, th- I, mean, I think they'll I think Mourinho will step up in the competition. That they, right now they're they're definitely through to the next round. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's a lot of tough teams in there, but I don't I don't think United will be that desperate for a Europa League spot. Oops, Europa League win. So that's a good point. They already won it, but even then, United would need a trophy because Ole hasn't won anything yet. So I don't know. It it, it doesn't matter for us, I guess. It just yeah. But if you're backing like a manager to win a trophy, it's me. I'm taking Mourinho every day of the week yeah. overall. Yeah, I have to say. Yeah. Well, speaking about Man United, we mm-hmm. had they. Everyone thought they were a hundred percent going to win, but I think we predicted like four 0 or something like that. But the funny, but then on Sunday, like before the game, actually, uh, it was like on Saturday, like Saturday night before the game, I was like, hmm, uh, like this is like one of those games where you think you, you think a team is going to be crushing, and but things go totally wrong, and I think that's yeah. what happened this game. That's how I felt with every ball. That's very how you know. Bruno scored an amazing goal, though. I mean, fair play to him, but no one really yeah. cares when they can't beat West Brom. So, and Harry Maguire, I don't know what he's talk, what he was talking about in that interview. He made no sense. Yeah, I actually I didn't see it. So point, I think at one point he says, and uh, not many teams um score, get ten plus chances against West Brom when literally almost every team has, <laughs> <laughs> except 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 us. But uh, that's another <laughs> tough. Except us, that is but like man, even Arsenal, Leeds. Uh, so well, Leeds, I think it's 10 chances on most teams, yeah, yeah exactly. So, <laughs> Leeds, I, I just go all out. So, Leeds, uh, Man City, they all had 10 plus chances. So, if you want to be in a title, con- you don't want to be in title contention, you have to beat West Brom, and that's what we couldn't do. That's why we're not in the title race. But May United mm-hmm. call themselves in the title race for no apparent reason because I don't see a reason why United are in the title race, they're not. Man City, it was either Liverpool or Man City. Liverpool bottled, not bottled it, but they um, collapsed. Mm-hmm. So it's Man City. It's, it's that simple. Man United had the only thing they have is that they're second. That's it. They're in. The, they're still in the top four race, like where we are right now. And I don't know. This United team reminds me of 13-14 Liverpool because I think they're United rely on one player uh, with Bruno. Well, well not. The team not rely necessarily, but they're built on one player. Yeah, they're build. They're building their whole team like how we were building off Suarez, and they're like mm-hmm. good players like Sterling, Sterling, Coutinho. That's the same thing as United right now, and like with Liverpool with Brendan Rodgers, um, United don't have an experienced good manager in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. So that's what that makes me think that they they have no chance to win the league. Yeah, no, that's actually a really good. Comparison. And they won't, they probably won't for a while. But at the same time, that what's good good for them, it, it seems like from the outside, is that Bruno looks like he'll be staying for a while, which we didn't have with Suarez. So, 
Mm-hmm. That's oh, the yeah. only thing I would say about them, but I still don't think that they will win the title for the next few years. But I hope, I hope that that like I hope I'm right with that because <laughs> not that'll not look good for me. But yeah. It's yeah, nice to see knows. United um, finally get a reality check in that. Even though they did win the Europa League game against Real Sociedad 4-0, but who cares about that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, they've they've been uh, pretty good. Bruno's been incredible. He runs that team. Yeah. Um, world-class player. But um, yeah, that, your comparison um, with 2013-14 Liverpool is actually spot on. Spot on. Because they... Sometimes United shows up and they are an incredible team and it just doesn't look like you can beat them because they just have that. There's always going to be some spark, some moment of class that will just put you behind and there's nothing you can do about it. And there's that was definitely a Liverpool thing back in that day. But then they can show up against some lower opposition, such as 2013-14, last few games of the season. I think you remember that Crystal Palace game. Yeah. Or um, this um, Man United West Brom game, they can just show up to some games and just not play. And you don't really know why. Maybe it's a lack of experience. It's It could be a multiple, multitude of things, but they just don't show up, and title contenders can't do that. If you want to win the league, you can't do that. You have to mm-hmm. perform in almost every single game. So, yeah, I, that's definitely. Yeah, that's definitely why my take of United right now is for sure that they're they're definitely like 13, 14 Liverpool where they have a good attack, but their defense is a little uh, a, a little, little shaky. Uh, except when by by plays by and Maguire plays there defense in the defense, they have a good partnership there, but that mm. doesn't happen a lot because of Bayes injuries and stuff like that. So that's well enough of United. Uh, uh, we also had them. Um, um, Bright Austin Villa are also in our area, so they played against Brighton and they tied nil nil. Uh, Brighton dominated that game, but Martinez w- had like a masterclass. I think he made like he made so many saves in that game. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think Brighton had like twenty four shots in that game, so that was a crazy game. So, but Villa got a point, and I guess maybe it's a valuable val- valuable point in for them in this race. But we'll. S- Villa are very interesting because I think if they win their games in hand, I think they're right in the, the, the top four spot. I, I think I may be wrong, but yeah, if very Villa, Villa's on 36 with 22 uh, games played, so they win their two games in hand, they're in the top, they four. are top four, so or at least level with Chelsea. Yeah, but they, they will probably have a better goal difference. If they don't win one nil, actually, yeah, well, there'll be at least four better. goal difference. It's four goals difference, so it could it's it would be pretty close. Let's say that. Yeah, that's pretty. Inter- it's pretty interesting to see that as well. To be honest, yeah, it is. Crazy. So that's another. So Will are still in it. They're still around the area. So and West Ham have been absolutely superb this year as well. They won three nil against Sheffield. They were. They were very, they were, they were very good. They're dominant. I thought. Thomas uh, Suchek is an incredible is, player. Lingard, Lingard is playing really well for West Ham and fair play. Right now, fifth place. Ahead. They're ahead of us, which is 
very sad, but... Honestly, Lingard is an example of one of those players where I think when they go to a team like Manchester United, they just get too caught up in that, like... It's like a, a player who goes to New York in, like, the NBA or NFL and just can't perform, you know, when Absolutely. you're on that huge market, like a big market of a team, and yeah. you just, like, it gets into your head. You get caught up in the hype and, like, the mm. glitz and glamour, that sort of thing. 100% agree. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's another interesting thing with West Ham. Uh, especially Lingard, it's very interesting how I think you really right. bounced back. Definitely from- how he bounced back. I think it was definitely a move he, he needed in his career to get kind of get out of the reality of United and, and well, I guess, go back to reality, I guess. Yeah. Started from scratch, and I think he definitely is doing that. I didn't even know if Lingard was going to start for West Ham because obviously they have a lot of good attacking midfielders as well. But David Moyes backed him, and fair play, fair play to to him and West Ham. So West Ham are still in good form. And um, do we think how how far do you think West Ham will will go this year? I mean, we talked about this last podcast or so, but I mean, oh, we. I haven't heard from you. Like, how far do you think West Ham will go this year? Um, you know, West Ham, realistically, I think they could crack seventh and get Europe, honestly. And I think it's been a while since West Ham has been in Europe. So, honestly, finishing top half of them is an, an achievement in and of itself. Um, but, yeah, I'm not they're being releg- almost relegated, so. Exactly, yeah. And same thing with Villa. That yeah. I don't think that's talked about enough. Even I kind of forget about it. West Ham and Villa at this point last season. They were in the rally. They were like, fighting those were the teams fighting for relegation. Exactly, yeah. They were scrapping. So now this is an incredible turnaround. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think they could really both of them honestly could really secure some sort of European spot. Um seventh is really up for grabs for them. And if Something I feel like a multitude of I think it would be kind of difficult for those sorts of teams to get top four because that would imply that like Liverpool, Spurs, um, Chelsea, Chelsea would have to not finish in the top four, which would be like crazy. So that would be a crazy year, but with this year. how crazy this year has been with all these games. At this point. So, but yeah, I definitely see that. Uh, I mean, right now, Chelsea, as you mentioned, Chelsea, they're in the top four right now. They beat Newcastle 2-0. Obviously, mm-hmm. since so they had a few, they had a good run of games, I guess, with since 2-2 came in charge with Wolves, yeah. um, Sheffield, a struggling Spurs team, and now Newcastle. So, yeah, with Werner finally scoring, like- which is very good for them. So yeah, I was gonna say it felt like yesterday they were in fourth, but it felt like yesterday they were in tenth, and now they're all the way back into the top four. So just shows how. Or do you think it's more of just it's it's just crazy a crazy league right now? Absolutely, yeah. I think it's more of a crazy league rather than Tutsu because I think if Lampard was still coach, I think he would have won those games. Yeah, me too. That's the thing. It makes me think like, oh, I feel like Lampard would have just bounced back I feel like there were I mean obviously uh Roman Abramovich he's known for being really trigger happy with you know sacking managers but especially with Lampard you would expect that they would give him a little bit more time given his stature at the club yeah but um yeah. I, thought, I think this run of games was a very favorable run of games for Chelsea and I think they yeah, would absolutely 
No, I I would say this. Uh, they're playing Atletico next week in the Champions League. That's the game that's going to do. That's a standout game for me next week in the Champions League, and that's going to kind of renew. I, that's going to that's do the test for Tuchel, I think. Yep, because I think we'll definitely lose that game, that tie. I'm not. We'll see what happens when Chelsea play them this in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. In that in that draw. Um, it, I hope Chelsea win because I don't want to face Atleti in the Champions League. And now I could talk about that because we, because we beat RB Leipzig two 0 That's true. That's a good transition right there to that game. So it was a decent performance. I mean, Dylan, what did you make of the game? Um, I think yeah, it was a it was a decent performance as well. Yeah, yeah I. It was. But, what did what did you make Obi overall? Um. I didn't actually watch that one, but it seemed like a pretty solid one. Yeah. Um, Leipzig is a good team, so going into yeah. it, I didn't think that. I don't know. I don't know what kind of two nil it was. Maybe you can explain to me. Was it like a comfortable two nil, or was uh, it like a one nil for a while and then pretty, the second? Pretty, I think we were dominating most of the game. I'd say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Leipzig didn't say- really have too many chances. They had chances, definitely. Mm-hmm. They looked threatening at some points, but I feel like we had them in the bag. Yeah, yeah. I felt that too. But uh, well, heading into this game, we I predict we both predicted one. No, actually, no. What, what am I saying? Two one I wins. One one. Dylan went for an optimistic two one win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, Jihang, who is a Leipzig fan. Um, as well, he he said two one Liverpool. He wasn't optimistic of his team. Oh wow! Well. He was right to he was right to to think that. And all of us were under our prediction. But yeah, we were a little yeah. I said one one. I said one one. I'm the pessimist. We kept, the we kept the clean show. <laughs> but um, but you know, lately I just have low expectations for Liverpool. We always and I hope we exceed them. That's all. That's basically my my mindset at the moment. But when was our last clean sheet? Oh, I don't know. But I actually have a stat that I have a stat. Um, where's the stat? Allison now has fifty clean sheets for Liverpool in all competitions. So that's a stat. Many games uh we could have had that stat uh against Leicester, but that didn't go yeah. well. But Wait, how many games played is are those clean sheets? Clean uh, sheets that's with? a good question. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I mean definitely like two seasons or so. Yeah. Our right. last clean sheet. Technically, was our draw against Newcastle in, in December. Mm. Oh, no. That means against United. The last clean sheet. So, was yeah. Our last, our last win. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, man. Yeah. Last, well, our last win clean sheet was the 7-0 over Crystal Palace. Wow. Uh, and when was that? That was like early December, yeah, right? Um, yeah. Well, at least we, we finally, after... Uh, uh, I think it's like almost exactly a month. We find, uh, actually exactly like almost two months. Two months. Two months. My bad. Two months. We finally got got the job done there. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, it was a it was a game. It was we. I felt we were I felt we were dominant for the most part, but it was a. I think it was a very. It was. A, I don't know. I think it was. It wasn't as dominant as I think many people thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a fifty-fifty game. To be honest, it was more because Leipzig had a chance in in the first in the beginning where they hit the. Oh, yeah, the I just saw that one where they hit the. Yeah, post they hit the bar, the- but and in the first half, I thought we were the dominant team for sure. After that, like we had a lot of good chances. Um, so, um, 
Trent made a great ball to Salah. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I think Mane had a good header. Firmino crossed the ball to Mane. Good header, mm-hmm. say, it, and it went wide. Uh, who else had? Firmino had a good chance. So we had, we all had, we had good chances in the first half. And obviously the goal that with we scored a goal, Firmino scored a goal, but it just it was just out of the, it was out of play by like mm-hmm. just like an interest inch. So not even an inch, probably less, but nevertheless, it was just we were we were dominant first half. I thought um, second half. Uh, yeah, it, basically the game was decided by two mistakes from Leipzig. Um, like Salah and Mane both scored in within five minutes, and they in comp like in the first goal combo played a loose ball to towards Angelino that with Salah intercepted, and he was on the breakaway and he scored. And Mukukutuli was unable to clear the ball in the second goal that led to the to Mane's goal. So it was just two individual mistakes, which is kind of kind of weird because usually we're the ones who are making the individual mistakes lately. But uh-huh. now it's um nice change of pace. It's a nice it's a nice change, yeah, for Leipzig to be the one. And they conceded two goals in five minutes, which is usually what we do. <laughs> so it's very interesting. But yeah, we overall, I think we. It was just a game of it was a, a game of who uh took their cha- their chances and who was which team was the team that made fewer mistakes and that was us but I think this tie is still in the is still Leipzig are still in the tie in my opinion because I think um like we could easily make these two mistakes next leg to be honest yeah like home leg or anything so it's there's no home ground yeah, yeah it's still an open game but we de- it's definitely a big win for us uh, yeah, I mean, Dylan, do you, do you think this ties over, or do you think they're still? No, it's Leipzig. They're still a dangerous team. Yeah, I think that Leipzig were still not bad. They just, they just, I I said this about Leipzig. Class them. They don't have a they don't have a striker. That's mm-hmm. basically they are they're missing Werner right now. Yep, mm-hmm. that's basically the, their problem. And I every game I watch them play, whether it was United, whether it was PSG, I thought it was. The same common denominators, the same common problem. So that it was a good, decent win. But I think if it, if it was a strike with, like Kabak played very well. He, like he got like sixty-seven touches, um, four out of seven tackles, one, um, six out of seven ground duels, one, and stuff like that. He was very solid. You think but, he's solidifying his? Yeah, uh, I think so. I think like he should be the week in week out center back. Oh, for sure, yeah. I think he will get there, but I I think at the same time, Leipzig still have a striker, and that's their problem. And is some of the chances we cr- they created against us? They it was another team they could have scored, like Man City. They could have scored those chances. So I'm still, I'm still. It's I don't know. I'm still. I think we still. Uh, we we need to focus just to get to the quarterfinals, and the quarterfinals is like in in March is next month, so we have a little bit of time heading into that. So not even next month. I think it's even I don't know when it, when the next round is. Maybe March, April. So we still have a bit of time heading into that. So hopefully our our Fabinho will be, will be back. Henderson could play in the mid, and or Fabinho could play in the in the mid. That would be great. So. But for now, we need to get through, and we did, we are looking to be through right now. So, 
Yeah, I think those away goals really help you. I think you. Yeah, definitely. And Trent, once again, where we were talking about Trent, he he created the most chances of the match for. Hmm. So just another point about that. We already talked about this, but just I just had to say it. He was <laughs> he was superb in this game, Trent. He was respects Trent. I feel like um, Trent had that like slow, like that one stretch where he just wasn't that, that good, and now his consistency is kind of like every other game. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's slowly picking back up. Yeah, yeah, slowly picking back up, which is good. And Trent is the one going more forward than Robertson, which is very like Robertson is more like staying back in this game. Mm-hmm. Trent is the one going forward, which is, was very interesting, especially since Angelino was in that same side. So I guess we wanted to expose Angelino in that situation, and that's what we did. Uh, and another standout player was Joe Jones. Actually, Jones has been standing standing out for us for the past two past few games against Leicester. He was superb, uh, uh, and now against Leipzig, Kurt. Curtis Jones was superb. He's twenty years old, and he was all over the place. Like he did well in the press, which led to a lot us getting a lot of chances, and he also assisted the money goal. So, mm-hmm. yeah, overall, what what do we all make of Curtis Jones? I was, I was actually thinking to imagine him in the Leicester game, but he was he was even better in the Leipzig game. So I thought, like he was a snow snow player in our last three games. So I feel like um, you mentioned last week. Uh, um... No, last week you mentioned me over text when I said about Salah being uh, our most consistent player last month just because of his goal scoring ability. You said Jones also should be up there. Yeah, yeah, and I think I he agree. is. I think he, for such a young player to be performing in that consistency while a lot of our players are struggling, I think it's very impressive for his part. And I think he's definitely solidifying a first team spot for us. Yeah, honestly, I rate him. I rate him. He's pretty good. Yeah, good and he scored players. a nice goal against you guys as well. Yeah, yeah, he did. I, we're never gonna forget that. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a solid player. He's very um, nice with the ball at his feet and pick a pass. You know, I like him. I like him as a player. Yeah, and I have another Salah statistic because obviously Salah scored again, and now Salah had now has twenty four goals in thirty four in the thirty four matches he has played in all competitions. Which is more than the twenty-three goals he scored last season in all competitions, and it's only three short from the amount he scored in the not seventeen, eighteen, the eighteen, nineteen season. I my stats says eighteen, seventeen, eighteen. That's when he scored like fifty goals or something. But eight, the, which and he scored twenty-seven goals in the eighteen, nineteen season. Those were the seasons where we got ninety-seven points and ninety-nine points in the prem, and wow. in eighteen, nineteen we won the Champions League. So Salah's outperforming though is gonna outperform the past two seasons. Hmm. So yeah, so he's actually been playing really well. Just not yeah. So we so we've not been so fair play. I mean, it's unbelievable how right now Salah I guess is carrying us. I think the problem right now with us, I guess, is that Mane and Firmino aren't getting as many goals as we need them to. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. So that's kind. That's. Yeah, Mane, especially Mane, still he has that touch, like he has yeah, the Mane play style. Still well, he's, he's, he's still playing well, but he's not scoring as much. Yeah, mm. that's definitely a concern. That's another thing we don't really talk about that a lot, but that's definitely Mane's been playing well, but yeah, as we said, he's not getting the goals. And another uh, point that 
Oh, yeah. Another point I want to bring um, is that Salah now becomes Liverpool's 13th highest goal scorer in the club's history with 118 goals in all competitions. So, mm. so Salah is, despite what, what we've been saying for the past few weeks, Salah disproves us wrong and we don't want him to leave. <laughs> That's for sure. Now we don't want him to leave. Uh, another, and uh, at the same time of this game, was Barcelona versus PSG, which I thought was outrageous. It was outrageous that both yeah. games were played at the same time, especially since like the 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 games on Wednesday, Porto versus Juve and uh, Sevilla versus Dortmund weren't really like standout games for me. So it, it was a weird scheduling from UEFA's part. But nevertheless, the game was played. Barcelona went one 0 up with a messy penalty, and then after that, they just collapsed. Mbappe with a hat trick. So, mm. And you saw this hard. coming. You did oh, not. I saw this coming. Yeah, I I said three one. I um, Mbappe ruined it for me at that. End, but. <laughs> yeah. What do you, What do you all think of briefly? What do you all think of that game? Mbappe being was a. I'm hoping this just doesn't connect Messi more to City. Oh, I hope not too. That's true. Yeah. Um. You know. I think. Uh, it really shows the shift in uh, dominance, really. Now that Mbappe is turning up, Holland is turning up, and then Messi and Ronaldo lost. I know, like, they're not out of the tie. Well, Messi is. I don't think yeah. Barca's going back yeah, out. Because they scored that away goal. Singular away goal. Wait, are you talking about Barca or Juve? No, Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. Juve is definitely still in it. You know Ronaldo likes to turn up in second legs. But um, I don't know. It's, it shows a little shift. Um, definitely. I think our next 10 years are definitely going to be yeah. Mbappe and Holland time. Yeah. You know, Mbappe is an incredible player. Yeah. So is Holland. It, that, it was just on full display. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, we saw that in the Dortmund game. Um, yeah. And then from an Everton perspective, Moise Keane scored again. He's still oh, yeah. That's from true. Everton. He scored again. <laughs> Every goal is just taking up his value by another million. This, you might get some pretty look, good money from. It makes you guys look stupid. That's what it's doing. It's nah, I don't think. I mean, not personally. I don't think so because some players just don't perform That's in certain true. leagues. And he also didn't really get much game time under um, our manager before, uh, Marco Silva, before Carlo. Um so, you know, he didn't really look sharp the entire time. I mean, at that point, really... at that point, you guys were designing players for the sake of it, to be honest. Yeah, it, it was, it was really, it was so stupid. Yeah. Um, I it mean, if he really wants to come back. Just, you just sign players for the sake of it. Yeah, it's uh, not the best strategy. Yeah, but now you guys are doing better in that. Yeah, far yeah. better, far better. So. Um, but yeah, if, if Moise King wants to come back and play for us, then I'd, Welcome him with open arms. I just want him to make sure that, like, he's allowed to get a real run of games. Not yeah, not the last 10 minutes of every game. Like, that's not going to help a player to prove his quality. And then yeah. if he wants to leave and join PSG permanently, fine. Oh, he's on loan? Get, like, 60 million. He's on loan? Yeah. yeah, he's on loan right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if we get, like, good money from him, I would not mind him leaving at all. Oh, so you're – okay, I see your perspective then with the market mm-hmm. value, yeah. Yeah, another okay. another. Um, uh, I usually don't want. I don't talk about the Europe League much, but obviously we. I need to give Gerard a, a shout out 
that's a, he got a big win for Rangers, 4-3 against Royal Antwerp. They were like 2-1 mm-hmm. down and 3-2 down, and they came back. So it looks they look very good for a, a last 16 spot. Uh, Dylan, do you think Gerard could be a next manager for Liverpool after Klopp? I think he's... There's been a recent trend in um, modern football where um, managers of or ex ex players or ex legends, uh, you could say, go back to their old club, and that really fosters like a a different energy there than just a normal like um, manager, right? So you can see that in a lot of places. You can see Zidane, Pirlo, mm-hmm. um, Lampard didn't really work as well. Um, Ollie. You know, so it's been a trend. I definitely think Jared could go back there, um, do well. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he has enough experience. Yeah. I just yet. Time, yeah. Yeah. He should probably take some time, but he can definitely go back there and do some pretty great things. And yeah. that's hard for me to admit, uh, being an Everton fan, but I can, I mean, it's kind of written in stars. Almost. Yeah, and he's a and he's working in the top club right now, the Rangers. They're a big yeah. club in in Scotland. So yeah. Rangers are pretty decent. So yeah. So um, I could see yeah, Gerard going to like some middle level club before Liverpool. Mm. Um, really, maybe prove it like what, even like yeah, West Ham or a club like that where he'd or be like able to prove himself. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like exactly mm. what Poch did. Mm, like yeah, he was at Southampton, true. then Tottenham, and now he's at PSG. Like uh, it's. Yeah. You gotta climb up. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to, to Gerard because obviously, when you when you get such a big Europe League win, and now it looks like they're going to the last sixteen, which is very impressive. I mean, they 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 went far last year as well, Rangers, but still, it's very for a club like Rangers to go that far, doing to do well is very impressive. So, so now let's head into the big game, uh, the game we're all. We're all waiting for it. Merseyside Derby. Uh, so Liverpool have lost their past three games. We said that. And they haven't won a home game in their past four, five matches. So we're winless in five in the pre- in the Prem. Um, Everton, obviously, I think you guys lost two games, right? Yeah, and we've lost two like inconsistent, Basically. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool undefeated in their past 30, 23 matches against Everton. 11 wins and 12 draws. Unbelievable how many draws we get against you guys. Mm-hmm. They're always they're always at the Goodison Park as well, most of the time. Yeah. For us, a draw is like a win. Yeah. Liverpool. And Liverpool's last win against Liverpool came in, tw- in October 17, 2010, against Roy Hudson. When we under Roy Hudson. And... We've we have won the past four Merseyside derbies at Anfield. Liverpool mm-hmm. haven't haven't lost Everton since Everton beat Liverpool one nil in on September twenty seventh, nineteen ninety nine. So that's been a while. But knowing our our home form this year this season, we've we've lost like three home games in a row. Um, no one acknowledging that. Um, uh, it's possible Everton Everton can get a win. Uh, so what do what Obi? What what do you think heading into this game? Um, you know, typically I try to be kind of optimistic. Um, Merseyside derbies. I'm a serial pessimist. Um, I I don't see anything coming out of this game. Me personally, yeah. if we get a draw, I'll be very happy. Um, I would love to see a one-one. 
Mm -hmm. Honestly, I mean, we don't have our full strength team. We're pretty, we're playing pretty inconsistently recently. Um, And despite how Liverpool, it doesn't even matter how bad Liverpool has been. Like last derby, we, I mean, Liverpool came off of the 7-2, like, smacking of Villa, and they still played well against Everton because it is Everton, you know? It just always seemed to play well against us. And we kind of scraped a 2-2. Honestly, shouldn't have won because Mane wasn't offside. But, um, you know, it is what it is. I'll I'll take a 1-1, honestly. Hmm. Dylan, what, what, what do you think of this game? Um, I think it's um just because of how we've looked recently in the Premier League, I don't want to like be overconfident. Uh, but Everton also has been like at the same consistency as us recently. Mm-hmm. So, I could see maybe just a one nil win by for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. It'd be something dramatic late. Yeah, just typical. Yeah. It'd be like a ninety it's plus five. It would be a it'd be a Rigi part two. A Rigi goal. Yeah, a fucking Rigi goal. That would be so. That would be so typical. Rigi. Oh part my god. An comes back in this game after being shit. Actually, no, Rigi's injured. Never mind. <laughs> Rigi's injured. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> He's injured. Like all our players are injured. Speaking of injuries, let's let. Before I give my thoughts of this game, I want to get the injury news out of the way. Kieta is not injured anymore. Uh, uh, yeah, Klopp had his press conference earlier today, like four hours ago. But Kieta, and he said, like, Kieta is not injured anymore, but he was ill, so he couldn't train until yesterday. He is in contention to be in the team because he's not injured anymore. So he'll probably maybe be in the bench, I think. But mm-hmm. Fabinho what, it was not in training, so he's not playing which is a big loss for us, of course. Milner and Jota are closer to fitness, but they're not close enough. Did you say Jota? Yeah, Jota. That sounds like a name I haven't heard in years. (laughs) In forever. Bro. So, uh, yeah. So, Milner and Jota are still closer, are still not available. Um, and they, there were rumors that Allison was injured, but that because he was not training apparently. But that was that club dismissed those. He dismissed those rumors and said they were not true. Honestly, so, even though he's been out for half the season, Jota probably still is our best player this season. <laughs> nah, still, Salah still is twenty. And Salah, yeah, true. Yeah, Salah's yeah. just a given. Jota's yeah, been a given, yeah. But Jota that, would be yeah. proud if Jota stayed on that pace and didn't get injured. He'd be well ahead of Salah. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. That's 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 so facts. Uh, yeah. So we're I don't know in terms of how confident I am. Um, I guess we'll I'll do my predictions now. Um, it's just one of those. I don't know. I the thing is I Lately, I don't want to be confident with Liverpool. I've always had low expectations for with Liverpool. We should win this game, right? We should like we mm-hmm. haven't lo- we haven't lost the Merseyside derby for a while. We have won our past four. All of those, which are dangerous statistics, I think, because uh, I've seen us have six game winning streaks against Southampton, against Newcastle, and what happened? They were they were all gone this year. So. No one got, and we haven't lost three home games since Brendan Rodgers. No, since Roy Hudson or something. That's no, 
We haven't lost three home games since like 1960s, the 1960s. So. 1962-1963 season was the last time we lost three home games, right? So uh, anything could happen. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm going for a 1-1 draw, a result Obi would be happy with because I am not confident. <laughs> I'm. It's be- For me, it's better to have no confidence and have low expectations heading into these games at the moment. So that's my stance on where we are at the moment. Uh, so yeah, let's get into the lineup. So um, what you what usually happens? Me and Dylan usually um tell our lineup, and then Obi, you would pro- you would tell your lineup for yeah. All right, we'll we'll do ours. Uh, so obviously Allison, uh, Robertson. I think we're gonna have Kabaka and Henderson. Uh, Trent. Do you agree with that back line? Yeah, I think I think. Maybe hopefully this time maybe it's not a, a dispute. If Fabinho is, is fit, obviously we know who would actually be more interesting, a more interesting discussion of who is center back, who is defensive mid, stuff like that. Uh, but and then the three midfielders, I think, will be. I don't think we have much choice to be honest. With with uh, we have Genie Jones and Thiago. Without question, that's going to be the lineup. And then, so basically, unchanged team in the front three. We, we don't have, we don't have a lot, enough people on the bench. Like, literally, in the Champions League game, we, were play, we had a lot of academy players on the bench. Kieta uh, may be back, but he won't start for sure. Ox hasn't been in great, hasn't been in good form for a while, since ever since he came back from injury. So, I, yeah, I think uh, that'll be our lineup. What do you think? Unchanged lineup. Um, that's the safest lineup right now. Yeah. Pretty much gonna get. Yeah, it's, kind of boring, it any, yeah. it's a boring lineup, but we literally have no choice. Uh, yeah, Obi, how about your lineup? Right. Um, in terms of Everton, um, what I'm hoping is that ah, it's it's hard to pick because we have two goalkeepers that are really um, you know. Like, they can both be starting goalkeepers. For me, personally, for this game, I play Olsen because mm. he's less erratic. Oh, um, yeah. Most of the, yeah, I think it gets Liverpool to less of a risk to to put Olsen in Pickford. Because yeah. No yeah. Sometimes it can get to Pickford's head um, just playing in big games, blah, blah, blah. Um, back line, I go for Ben Godfrey at right back. Um, he's been pretty solid there. Coleman is definitely more attacking, but, um, you know, against Liverpool, I don't expect to be attacking too, too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ben Godfrey was very solid. Um, probably Michael Keane. Uh, Yerry Mina is injured, so Mason Holgate will have to step into that center center back, but he's, he's been solid there for a few seasons now. And then left back, Luca Dean, best left back in the league. Um, moving into midfield, um, probably Tom Davies, Decore, and um, Allen is actually back. Oh, First game back since um, big. okay, yeah, since like December, early December. So mm-hmm. that's a big, big, big one that um is going to help us out. Um, he can step back in, shore up that midfield. Hopefully, we can 
break a play in there. Yeah, it's a big, um, that's, and, a big, that's a big thing for you guys. So um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then up top, Calvert Lewin should be back. I hope for this game. I'm pretty sure Ancelotti announced that he's back. Um, left wing, um, Richarlison. Right wing, James. Um, I remember last derby, James didn't really get into the game too much. Um, maybe he can be played more down the middle, and then he could. I'm not really sure what Carlos got up his sleeve, but, you know, and Carlo we trust. Um, we'll see how it goes. That's my prediction, though. Okay, okay. So overall on the injury front, you guys are looking pretty good, aren't I, I believe? Yeah, right now, right now it's not too bad. Um uh, we have a few injuries. Out, yeah, right now, the old, is the only player who is injured. You what? Only you only have Mina. Um, Mina, there's right? Mina. There's a few that are like pretty long term. Mm. Like um, Kubavin has been out for like more than a year. Um, okay. Well, yeah, that's a bit. Um, he he hasn't really played for you guys. Oh, has he? Or. Yeah. He played like two games, like oh. two seasons ago. But no, I just looked at the mob and he's worth thirty-three million. So I'm like, okay, yeah, he's he's good. He just hasn't played for a while. Okay. Um, and then I think Delph is still out. Um, there are a few. We're we're not too crazy on injuries right now. We're, we're not really like you're not like us. Basically, is the point. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. We're just looking yeah. for consistency at this point. Yeah, I think now that Allen is back in, he can really shore up our team. Um, and having out having Allen in the team gives Hamez more license to like create an attack mm. because now our midfield is way more shored up. Allen is way more defensive than fucking Gilfie Sigurdsson. Yeah. So yeah, it's true. Well, Gilfie yeah, hopefully it'll, too. But he has been playing like pretty well, right. but it just shows like you can't really play. Sigurdsson and Hamas at the same time. That just yeah, that's 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 definitely. for the system. Um, Allen and Hamas works much better better for the system. So hopefully that shows in the Liverpool game. So Obi, what's your prediction? Obviously, Dylan said one nil. I said one one. So what do you think? You're kind, I, of, like, you're kind of scratching to a one one, but you yeah. I, I was thinking about a one one. I don't like to predict losses because I feel like that speaks it into existence. Um, I I'll go for another. You, you know, know I want to stay with the one one. So I'll I'll go for another two two. Two two, okay. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. So we'll that'd see. Be, that'd be Hopefully, Calvert Lewin. Yeah, that would be an interesting game. I feel like um, it would be more boring than than that, but. Yeah, nah, that, that's a good. Could be like a one nil um, type game, one nil, two nil, maybe one one one, something like that. That's true. Actually, yeah, being realistically speaking, more than likely going to be like a one one type yeah. thing. If yeah, I'll change my game. prediction. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. one, one. Uh, let's go to the other games then. We the other big games in the top four race. Southampton played Chelsea. What do you think will happen? Southampton are a decent team, but it seems like they've been tiring out lately. So, oh but, yeah, they've uh, lost like six games on the spin. Yeah, they, yeah, I don't know what their record is right now, but they have. I've seen them be. I've seen them take a lot of L's, so yeah. a lot of losses. And now they're like, um, where are they? They're thirteenth. They're thirteenth. Like they're below Wolves. 
Yeah, they have lost. Let actually, I saw, I have their form right now. One, two, three, four. Yeah, five. They lost their f- past five Premier League games. Yeah. Actually, no, they lost. Sorry, no, they lost their past six Premier League games. Six, yeah, six games on the spin. So that is. And yeah. what? What you know? The last time Southampton got a win was Liverpool. Yep, of course. Uh, so, um, what do we think will happen here? Southampton gets something. I don't think so, honestly. Chelsea's been in great form. Southampton's been in shit form. I feel like there's only one way this can really go. Um, I'm gonna say three-one Chelsea. I'm saying I, I'm saying two-one, but Premier League is a mad one. Dylan, what do you? That's true. Um, two-one Chelsea. Mm, yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. get a goal. I, I was saying that I wouldn't be surprised if Southampton get a point out of this game. Yeah, absolutely. They do well to get a point. All the, I feel like when you have stats like those, losing seven in the road, Chelsea in good form, I feel like that this is, game is made for a surprise. That is a good point. You never uh, really know. Yeah. I hope, I hope I'm hope i right, but uh, we'll see. And obviously, Chelsea played Letty this weekend, uh, midweek, so they'll have some eyes on that game as well. Uh, what this is this is this is probably the game of the week besides the Merseyside derby. Uh, I there's also Arsenal Man City, but really no one cares about that game. It's probably going to be another nil now. Uh, so what do we think? West Ham Tottenham. Oh, that's an interesting one. Good actually. game, yeah. Uh, I wasn't the last. What was the last game looking like? Between uh, were up three nil, and then West Ham we scored three goals in the last fifteen. Yeah, so insanity. Um, I and Spurs have not been in the best form at all. Just one win from five games. Yeah, it's one. Of, it's one of those. It's. I don't yeah. really know what to say with this game. Yeah, like traditionally you would back Spurs, but in terms of form, it's West Ham. And I feel like this is not a game that's going to be a draw at all. You, um, I'm going for a 1-1, but because really? I'm, I'm really undecided of what's going to happen here. I, yeah, it's a tough game to decide. I wouldn't bet on this game, that's for sure. Yeah, not at all. I'd say I'd have to go 2-1 Spurs. Hmm, you think Spurs will stand up? Will yeah. Stand up? I feel like they like they came off a pretty good result in the Europa League. Um, what time is this game? I would watch this game. Yeah. Even though the, actually no, probably Spurs game. You know it's gonna be a boring game. Oh, it's seven a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you know you know what's gonna happen with this game. You wake up seven a.m. and then you and then you watch Tottenham park the bus and then um some, hope for something and West Ham parking the bus as well. Yeah, Dylan, what do you think? What, what what's your prediction? Um, one one. Why I feel they, like it's yeah, gonna. Why would they put this game at seven a.m.? Who knows? <laughs> I feel like I West Ham is it. definitely he gonna score. Well. West Ham is gonna score first. Tottenham is gonna bag another, and then they're gonna both teams are gonna park the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, and, and it's on Peacock as well. Oh, we love Peacock. We love it. I hate Peacock. Yeah. So much. Actually, actually, I met the. Actually, for you, yeah, for you guys, it sucks even more because your yeah. games you're usually never shown on NBC now. Exactly. But um, I I met I met someone who's actually a Chelsea fan. Uh, and he, apparently his dad works in Comcast. Mm-hmm. Lucky. <laughs> uh, so um, and he's a Chelsea fan. So I wonder where all these um, ideas came from. 
<laughs> yeah. All these ideas to move soccer to Peacock came from. Where did that happen? How did that happen? They want to make money off a of streaming service. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's his fault. I don't. Maybe it's his fault. I don't know. Uh. Then the next game um is also Austin Villa versus um, Leicester. That's also a pretty good game. Oh yeah, that's like I think that's a way better game. I think that one's gonna yeah. be pretty free flowing. Yeah, it's um, gonna be more. There's definitely gonna be goals. Uh, West Ham Tottenham game is a more, I guess, more unpredictable. Oh, they're both unpredictable, but it's more of a mm-hmm. kind of. Um, it's a lot. Like this one is more of like a good watch. Yeah, this is this Villa Leicester. I think is on Sunday at eleven and mm-hmm. nine o'clock. Actually, nine o five. That's gonna be a good game. So, what do you think? Uh, I think Leicester is going to pull this one out, but um, it's going to be a thriller, so probably like 3-2. Mm, I think it's yeah. going to be 2-1 Villa. Ooh, good yeah, take. I think, Villa, I think this is a game Villa will win. So you're saying Villa could beat them, but we can't? No. <laughs> yep. You know what? We, we lost to Villa 7-2, so I... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Villa, no. So that basically says that Villa is the best team in the Premier League. <laughs> I just... Uh... I don't know. Villa are at home, so uh, and Villa. How's Villa's home record this year? I mean, Villa, I don't good. know Villa's home form, but they, overall they've been really good this year. So I kind so of yeah, actually, I take that back. It might actually no it Villa's home. Go, form I can, it could go three two to either team. Honestly, I feel like yeah, this is going to be a high scoring game though. Yeah. What, what overall? What do we think will happen then? Um, I'm going three two Villa. Three two Villa. I, I I do think Villa will narrowly get a win. Obviously, Leicester have a few injuries, right? They're getting a few injuries right now. Um, Villa are in they're 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 in shaky form, I guess, right now. Um, but I don't know. I, I it's gonna be an interesting game. And and Leicester just played in the Europa League a few days mm-hmm. ago. Uh, in they went to Czech to play um, Slavia Prague. So I mm-hmm. think that will also give it have an impact on Leicester. Yeah, you're right. uh, I think I think it will be interesting. It would. It's. I think. But I. I feel more decided on this game than the West Ham Tottenham game, to be honest. Two mm-hmm. one, and then for the more um uh in that inevitable game, um Manchester United versus Newcastle. Man, you probably. Yeah, yeah because you know, they're just the better side. But yeah, this game is know. definitely probably not maybe the least exciting of these two games. Yeah, yeah, United are in the top four race. But what what's interesting about this week is that all the I guess the top um against like um what what's the range here is like um fifth versus fifth from fifth place to the ninth they're all from th- they're all like playing each other. So it's like even well like third even like third through ninth it's just important very week very competitive right now. Yeah, it's an important week. Like it's a very important week in in this race. Even with even with Chelsea's game, they play Southampton. That's still a tough game for yeah, up to be a lot of movement. Because, because the thing with Southampton is that they are a good team and they could step up. So, okay. so that's gonna be interesting. I agree. And obviously the Merseyside Derby is pretty big as well, sixth place versus seventh place. Mm-hmm. So No, in terms of those matchups, there's actually a lot. Like first yeah, versus a lot this week. 
There is a lot. First, first, and obviously, yeah. there's the, the game of Arsenal-Man City. But, yeah. but I hear Liverpool is... It'll probably be 4-0 or 3-1 or whatever. And um, and it'll just be AFTV ranting the whole time. <laughs> I don't think so, actually. I think it could be like a 1-1. Oh, you think they could make it? You think they could shock them? Or maybe like a 1-0 City. But like I feel like what Arsenal can hold them. Mm, okay. That, that'll be interesting if they do. I mean, we'll see. But... I, I I don't I think Arsenal. Well, I, I just remind you, if Arsenal win. If Arsenal do win, they'll be ahead of you guys. If you lose to us, yeah, right, that's not going to happen. And Everton have a game in hand. But yeah, oh, oh. so that's so that's basically all the games this week. Um, mm-hmm. There's obviously Champions League, but I don't know. Right now, I, I right now I don't really care that of the other teams. Right now, I just care about how Liverpool are doing. So it's just. We'll talk about the other teams once we're um, in the quarters mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I think we we've we went on for long enough in this podcast in this episode. So, where are you where are you guys closing thoughts heading into this derby game? Um, this is a Liverpool game that brings me back to a pre-Klopp era when the both teams in Liverpool were just decent, not the best, and we just had fun seeing each other play. <laughs> and for the sake of bragging rights, it's the Merseyside Derby. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, similar stuff for me. Um, I still think in this game, I think the first derby this season, it was Everton's to lose. This time it's definitely Liverpool's to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. Well, really, we'll see how it goes. I'm still going into it pessimistic to protect my ego. Um, it's always going to be a good team. Good game to watch. Um, best of luck. Best of luck. Yeah. You, you too. Uh, so that's um episode. That's episode ten. And thank thank you guys for watching. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. All see right. you guys next week. Thanks for having me on.